What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you're tuned in and locked in to the 3FN Podcast. As always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we will be reviewing the brand new movie from Illumination. That's right, we're going to be reviewing the Super Mario Brothers movie. But before we get there, I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. First, he is the man that just this past weekend changed the name of his house to the Mushroom Kingdom. Not anything to do with Super Mario Bros. I'm talking about Ron. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is about that whole statement is I was out to dinner with my buddy Jeff McKenzie and he explained like one of the reasons why it, a member has a mushroom head. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever gone down that rabbit hole? Yeah. It, it, it's to scrape out. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but there you go. Yes. The more you know. Yes. Well, also here is the man that doesn't need an introduction. Yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger-bearded feller. It's Diesel. I got two words for y'all. Fuck retail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you're back from the world of retail. I am back from the world of retail, and thank God it's over. (laughs) Well, see, for you guys at home, we did miss a week. Uh, due to injuries and a whole lot of other stuff, which if you're on Patreon, we went over it. But I do apologize for those that look forward every week. Unfortunately, I have been injured under the weather. Diesel has been in retail hell. And Ron, he's been okay, <laughs> except for a couple weeks ago when we did record. Because for us, we haven't recorded in three weeks. No. Uh, we, me and Diesel recorded two episodes. You got to hear one. We only had one in the can because we were supposed to come back. And then I was under the weather and my shoulder has been killing me. Which, you know, thoughts and prayers for me and my shoulder. <laughs> so, sorry about missing a week, but in a, in a kind of condensed way, how has been your weeks since we've last heard from you, Ron? Uh, it's been okay. Can't complain now that, you know, our my weekends are pretty much back to being my weekends. Um, you know, it, our D&D groups are both going strong. We finished up uh, the last campaign and started a new one, so... As of right now, I am a female paladin because why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm. you know, we'll see how this goes because, you know, let's just go and bash things and see what happens. Uh, our Friday group has been, you know, we we took a week off uh, ourselves or a session off ourselves. So it's been like a month since we played. We played. They're slowly moving through Storm King's Thunder. But it, it is what it is. That group just goes slower than most. So it's just how it goes. Yep. By the way, your updates about your D&D group is what helped me uh, when I was watching the D&D movie. <laughs> because I was like, oh, why would they do that in the movie? I'm like, oh, yeah. They're acting like they're really playing d and I like this. Yeah. <laughs> so I even got it, and I don't play D&D. So it was a lot of fun if you guys uh, haven't seen that movie. Uh, Diesel, how has been uh, coming out of retail hell and everything else? Uh, it's, it's been rough. Uh, running the shop for a couple weeks. For whatever reason, I was more at ease doing it this time. But it whooped my ass harder than it did last year. Hmm, maybe it was that uh, unease last time. You know what they say, ignorance is bliss, yeah. if you will. And this time you knew what to expect. You yeah. knew everything was, and you were on top of the game. So it probably was a little more tiring. Also, a little busier at the shop these yeah, days. Yeah, it's been a lot busier lately. A lot more orders coming in and all this stuff. But I did get to yell at somebody on one of the on the Friday night. So that nice. maybe yelled at him twice. So that made me happy. 
Got That's always take, a good time. Got to take out some frustration. Uh, implemented some new policies. Like Friday night, I closed down the card room and buy counter at 10 p.m. I'm like, you guys are done. I made an announcement at like 9 o'clock. We're closing down the, the card room and the buy counter at 10 p.m. So get your orders in now and... That's it. <laughs> hmm, I wonder if that's going to stay around. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it was a good idea, though. Uh, but after that, uh, I came back in. Uh, they were back the Friday, the second Friday. So I came in briefly to talk to them, let them know about anything that they needed to ask questions on. Stopped in briefly on Saturday, which my dad stopped by to visit, thinking I was running the store that weekend. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yep. Um, and then stopped by briefly on Sunday. Uh, went back to work. Uh, on Tuesday, sorting cards till about like 8 p.m. Wednesday, my sleep schedule was so fucked up from running the store where I woke up at like 1 a.m. the night before and was just up. So couldn't I go back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't go back to sleep. Like so, I was just like playing games on my phone and whatnot. So Wednesday, I had to pick up a friend's orders because he was flying out for a big Magic tournament, and I left. And then Thursday, we went and saw the movie. Friday, I was like, yeah, we're not going to do with F and M. And then uh, weekend. Took Saturday off, just relaxed, and then yesterday went and visited my dad. Speaking nice. of which, how did uh, young Randall do out in uh, San Diego? Uh, not good. Um, he started off 0-3, but he was still alive. He needed six wins out of the nine rounds. So he rallied, had three wins right in a row in the loser's bracket, and then in round seven he was finally uh, got his last loss. It's still a good uh, yep. showing. I mean, he went out to a huge one out in San Diego yep. at the, the big convention center where they still uh, celebrate San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. Uh, but so those shout-outs to him. That was awesome. I mean, yep. I'm glad that he did well. Yep. So he's in the midst of flying back right now as we speak. Yeah, you know. You know what San Diego stands for, right? Whale's vagina. <laughs> That's what Anchorman taught me, at least. Who would have thought? I always thought it was St. Diego. Anyways, uh, my weeks have been okay. I mean, I other than injuring my uh, shoulder, which is... Uh, I, I say my shoulder because it does affect my shoulder, but it's actually the... I pulled a muscle underneath. It's not the one that's actually attached to your shoulder. It's the one below. Uh, if you know anything about that muscle, it's connected to a muscle that's diagonal across your back as well, so it really fucking sucks. Um, I, I, thankfully, I'm able to turn my head these days, so that makes this a little easier. Uh, outside of that, though, you know, I went to New York City, watched the Knicks game with the, the family. That was fun. Uh, WrestleMania. So I, I, I was wrestling doubt because uh, a lot of wrestling went down. Of course, got to hang out with our friend George. Uh, he actually came down here and yep. watched night two. So we got to watch both nights of WrestleMania together, having a great time with uh, Ken M and everybody over there. And uh, yeah, man, it's 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 been a little rough couple weeks as far as like sleep and being tired and getting a lot of things in but i'm not complaining because i had a lot of fun hopefully everybody at home has also been having you know a good few weeks and i hope you guys are doing well but before we can go any further we need to take care of some business and we need to hit you with those shameless opening plugs and it's kind of interesting because it's kind of on cue today our theme song for it <laughs> of course if you want to find out anything about the 3FN Podcast, go ahead and go to 3FNPodcast.com. Over there, you'll find the social media links. You'll find the Public link. You'll find the Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. You'll also find uh, links for 607TWS, the 3FN Podcast, where you can stream both the shows right from the website. Also, friends of the show, like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, where you can stream their show from our website 
Broadway as well. On top of that, there's the musical directory, which features such great bands like Shout at the Robots, whose song Fail Better is the theme song you hear each and every week here on the 3FN Podcast. Check them out and make sure you support them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And of course, last but certainly not least, are the sponsors of the show. They have their own links there, but we're going to give them a quick shout out since they help bring you this show each and every time we came out here. Commercial free. First of all, our main sponsor, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. Also, local sponsor too for this if you're in the 607 and are ready to get your car looking showroom fresh take it on over to rex to rods auto detailing diesel who do you call for the appointment call 607-644-3389 and tell them the 3fn podcast sent you when you're ready to put the pride back into your ride then of course we have our good friends at sci-fi horror fest going down august 25th and 26th in vernon new york at the vernon downs casino come see a bunch of horror celebrities vendors and so much more by the way vendor spots 95 percent sold out so if you want to get on one of those hit up that website sci-fi horrorfest.com for all information and tickets and last but not least w energy d-u-b-b-y.gg go there and hook up uh with 10 percent off every every order using the promo code three fn pod that's the number three fn pod w.gg and uh ron you got I, testimonial i just got my order in today because i had a special anime girl freaking Ooh. shaker so I got that. Yep, I did it on purpose for Diesel. Okay. I'll have it here next week. Right. Just showed up. I didn't have time to rip it open. But, yeah, and then I got out. I forget what flavor I got, but I got it. There you go. So <laughs> gg ten percent off every order. Promo code three FN Pod. I did the anime girl just for you too. <laughs> there we go. You know what? I, I want to pat myself on the back again. I think I did the best job I've done in a while on our uh, little open promos. When, when you started, I had to look up Rex Gerard's phone number because it's been three weeks. Dude, you got it right there. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm just going to say, I've, you know, sometimes I stumble and bumble. I'm like, shit, I took, a, uh, I took a week off, technically. Well, two weeks off, technically. And bam, nailed it. Maybe I have to take more vacations. I'm sure there's some people at home right now like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. By the way, uh, if you were in studio, Ron is showing Diesel his anime girl shaker. Oh. Blue. <laughs> I did that And when you too. shake it in a certain late, certain parts of her body, Hey, I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I, I was like, oh, okay. They got me on this one because I did it for Diesel. She glistens. <laughs> well, let's jump right on into the show. And you know where we like to kick this show off at. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. Well, we've got a pretty big box office this weekend. Coming in at number one, uh, five, proving that horror is still not dead, Scream 6 with another $3.3 million. Still making money in the theaters. I know some people who went to see that again this week. Nice. Uh, debuting at number four, Air with $14.5 million. I still need to get out and see that. I oh, just haven't too. had enough time, but I'm going to do that this week. It's on my list. I've heard nothing but good things, and I, I always like a Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, yeah. uh, <laughs> written and produced and directed movie. Uh, at number three with the same... $14.5 million, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Oh, nice. Nice to see they're still making some money in week two. Barely beating it out, the next two movies, uh, John Wick Chapter 4 with $14.6 million. Ooh, they're still making money. <laughs> you do not. He's not happy over there, Ron isn't. Uh, he'll come and get you. <laughs> he got his ass beat by three no-names, so whatever. <laughs> and then debuting at number one, the big movie this week, 
with a weekend gross of $146.4 million domestic, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Highest grossing domestically uh, adapted from a video game movie. Yeah. Highest grossing animated movie in opening weekend. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of uh, records that should have slattered. So congratulations yep. to the fine, fine folks over at Illumination uh, for the Super Mario Brothers movie, which, of course, is what we'll be talking about in this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. All right. And then coming out this weekend, we have... The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe. You know, I should be more interested in that than I am, but because I have Unlimited, I probably still go see it. Yeah. By the way, they brought to they sponsored at WrestleMania, Edge versus yes. the Demon Finn Balor, yes. Hell in the Cell. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah there was a little was scene of uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there you go. The other big movie coming out this week, Renfield, starring Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Hout. By the way, that will be next week's 3FN Movie Club review. It looks boop, like a lot boop. of fun. And then next week, we got a bunch more movies. So on April 21st, we have Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Looks uh, like a Guy Ritchie film, which <laughs> I'm not upset about. We have uh, Chevalier. 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 And then the big one for you guys, because I shan't be watching, <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. By the way, Evil Dead Rise will be that week's 3FN Movie Club review. I don't know if I'm going to tap a, a third and we're going to do what we've done in the past where Diesel just does the opening of the show and we do the review at some other portion. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're definitely going to be reviewing that one. I've heard nothing but good things I know, me too. from people who early. I didn't want to know any spoilers, so I've stayed away from yeah, that. Yeah, me too. But I keep being told, like, so hopefully that doesn't ruin my perception of the movie because I've been told by certain folks who I, I trust... And once again, no spoilers. They just told me not only was it the best horror movie they've seen, it was they think there's one of the best movies, period, they've ever seen. Oh, yeah. nice. So I'm kind of like, eh, I don't want it to ruin my, yeah. my my view. So I'm trying to not like see anything else because if not, it's good. even if it was great, I'm going to be like, well, I was told it was fucking amazing. So, yeah. you know, I don't like to let things get in there, uh, lower the bar a little bit, no expectation going in. Yeah. But uh, Diesel, now that we've gotten that out of the way, it is now time for our signature top three. All right, this week's top three is your favorite video game stories. It does not have to be adapted into a movie or a TV, just a story from the video game itself. But it's safe to say that we would like these to be adapted oh, yes. into a movie or TV. And some of them may have already been, maybe good or bad. So uh, in the number three slot, and I know that they've done some animated stuff, and there's been talks of doing a live-action film, and it, it, I don't know, but I, I, I've always loved the story, Bioshock. Yep. The, oh, the Bioshock no. series, su no. super good. I, I think fourth, it, the third one was. Eh, yeah, but I mean, the first two. Dude, the two were amazing. Dude, amazing. Once again, I think you could do a really good job telling that story. Thank you kindly. Yes, yes. <laughs> if uh, you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, number two, and they did adapt this one, is The Last of Us. And I, I'm not just saying that because of the show, but I always thought that the game was amazing enough that they could do it. And then they did it in the show, and here we are. And I guess they proved they proved that right. You yeah. know what I mean? As a matter of fact, I think they've hit some home runs on that show that even uh, bigger than the game was and that's saying something yeah uh, some of the scenes were way more powerful and impactful on the show and my number one my number one is kind of strange because i am a super big fan and i've heard that they were going to make it into a movie and then we've heard not and it's god of war I yep. think the God of the War franchise is amazing. If I wanted, if I had to see one and pick one in particular, I would pick the. I, I do like the because both of them are tied together now. Originally, when they split off and they did God of War like with yeah. the same title, it was uh, basically a requel in video game form. They moved him over to uh, the Norse gods. Yeah. And but we find out that he is still Kratos of yeah. of the you know Greek god fame as well. Yeah. So I just love the storyline. I'd love to see them do an actual movie. The games play so well and tell us such a great story. That I think it's easy enough to just go, okay, just copy this to here and call it a day. But then again, we've thought 
that about uh, games like Resident Evil as well, and it didn't work out so hot. Uh, Ron, what's your top three? there's there's a few there's a lot of honorable mentions I'm not going to go through so you know this top three is just what I because I, I enjoyed the games as well yep. so it's what man, I had to make cuts somewhere uh, number three is Knights of the Old Republic Ooh. because that that story is just amazing I've you, once I played through it I was like yep and the Knights of the Old Republic too I'll put in there too. For number three. By the way, a lot of teasing at Star Wars Day about Knights of the Old Republic, so I think we might begin to see that sooner than later. If you haven't played either of those, then you just go find them, play them. They're they're great stories. Uh, Number two, this is for Rody Josh, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I, I have to put this on there or you get mad at me. (laughs) The only only thing that uh, he'll beat you. That's what it really is. We're just letting you guys know. He he beats me. I got to call call the abuse hotline. Domestic violence over here. (laughs) Um, Uh, But I will say this about it. They might have to get something worked out because we've already had a movie character named Snake. Yeah. Yeah, From Escape from New York. (laughs) Well, that's who who Snake's based off. Right, right. But I'm just saying we might have to get a different name change. But I'm still with you. I'd like to see that movie. Yeah, it would be solid. And all puns intended. Just cast his son. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> Gardner Snake? No, no, no. just cast Wyatt though. I know, I'm just oh. joking. I'm, I'm just trying to be a smartass. Damn, then, damn. Then number one, it's Final Fantasy VII. Oh, that's, yeah. that's one of the best Final Fantasy storylines out there. Yeah, definitely. I am a big fan. Diesel top three. All right, coming in at number three. I've never actually played this game, but I have watched the like cut scenes and walkthrough of the game because I did enjoy the story. Ooh, Battletoads was good. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Oh, yes, they ooh. did try to make a really crappy version yeah. of that, but I, I, I yeah. would like to say let's do a good version. Yeah. Once again, leans itself to just follow the I fucking mean, story. They they did follow the story. It's just not good in yeah. movie form. Well, yes, but they also kind of got away from some of the story. Mm. Yes and no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not justifying it. I just it's not good. I'm just saying, pick better people. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I I do enjoy the Legend of Zelda storyline. I always yep. thought that was really good, and we did have the cartoon years ago. But I do really enjoy that storyline. Yeah. There are some solid anime movies, but live action would I would definitely yeah. like to see a live, especially now because I mean, let's be honest, like that kind of uh, whimsical fairyland is 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 big nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at the Lord of the Rings movies, and you know, yeah. basically, you know, all of that. Yeah. Is Game of Thrones. I mean, it kind of like that yeah. medieval style like game lends itself. I think, in my opinion, yeah. the number one for all you uh, PC gamers out there. I really love the Diablo storyline. Ooh, Diablo's solid. By the way, a new Diablo game drops yeah. very soon. There, there's also an old uh, one that was on Sega Saturn, I believe. It was D. Yeah, and it was one of those horror for, mm-hmm. horror things. When it, it ends up D ends up standing for Dracula. Spoiler alert! I doubt anybody's going to dig this game out and play. But it, it was it was a you know it was a solid storyline nice. too. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of those older yeah. games that were like one-offs that, yeah. that would make great movies. Yeah. And some of them have inspired Mist. some movies. Mist. Yeah, Mist like, was another one, yeah. I mean, like, but, you know, there's just such a long list of things. Yeah, and if you want a comedy, Commander Keen. Like, and those are just PC How about games. Earthworm Jim? This oh, dude, guy I would, I would watch that, yeah. By the way, I didn't mind the Ratchet and Clank movies, speaking of movies mm-hmm. that were made. I liked Ratchet. I didn't watch that actually. Oh, uh, you should check it uh, out. The movie's worthwhile. What, the movie's very good. I, I, I mean, forgot, I love I the games too, but yeah. the movie's worthwhile. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, so many good yeah, ideas. Yeah, I got so many games in my head. I can tell. Oh, uh, dude, we could be here, <laughs> here forever. For, we can be here for until literally midnight. if we just kept going. Yeah. And there's a reason why at times the, the reason <laughs> that's why, why I'd make the cuts how I did. If you guys are, you know, we 
don't hear the top three until we do the pre-show and patrons get to hear us actually hear the top three for the first time the reason that's done is because if you do wait too long there's a lot of overthinking because we yeah. used to do that and then the, that led to like 15 yeah. uh honorable mentions yeah, that's yeah. Why, that's why takes away from the top three yeah. <laughs> at <laughs> least three honorable mentions and uh number five number four yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, <laughs> I, I, i'm with you like I, that's why it's like there's a lot that i could go down i was gonna say usually we do a few honorable mentions <laughs> at the end now but man we used to go through when we had time to think it'd be like literally a top 10 it's like why do we call this the top three when it's just the top 10 at the end of the day but hey i digress so thank you guys great diesel's movie triple stuff but you know when we exit there we enter right into welcome to three events movie club refreshments are available in the lobby and please keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers and remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, it is now time for this week's 3FN Movie Club. And this week, we are reviewing the new movie, Super Mario Brothers. And no, we're not talking about the John Leguizamo version that nobody wants to talk about. No, we're talking about the brand new animated film from Illumination. Uh, for those of you who might be new to the 3FN podcast or are not familiar with the roles, first of all, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Right, we hope you enjoy and are entertained. But uh, the way the 3FN Movie Club po- uh, reviews are set up, because obviously this is a new movie, is at first we do everything spoiler-free. So you have no, if you haven't seen Super Mario Brothers yet, e- there's no spoilers going to be told here. So we will go through the spoiler-free synopsis. We will talk about like the stats from the movie, who's in the movie, who made the movie, all that happy jazz. And then we will go to our break. We'll do also a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, spoiler-free recommendation. We'll go to the break. When we come back from the break, we'll give you one final warning, and then it'll be spoilers away. So... If you haven't seen it yet, we are not going to spoil it for you. So stay right in touch and stay in tune. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the technical parts of this movie. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, of course, was uh, released this past week. By the way, it was released on a special day because of the holiday. So it was released on Wednesday, April 5th. Uh, 2023 was where it was released wide. It's got a runtime of an hour and 32 minutes. So very nice there. And 92 minute runtime is always fun to see. And Diesel mentioned earlier that it had $146.3 million domestically. Gentlemen, would you like to guess what it ended the uh, long weekend, if you will, in the worldwide box office. I'll shoot with like 420. 420. Lower than that. It's like 332 or something. Ah, you're both off. 377.6 million dollars. So it is uh, earned that highest grossing of a uh, of an animated film. Highest grossing of a adaptation from a video game. You mean it beat Alone in the Dark? (laughs) I mean... What doesn't beat Alone in the Dark? <laughs> Hi-yo! Well, just like, just like any other movie, there's always a story behind it. Man, I got a story to tell! So here's the spoiler-free synopsis. is right off of IMDb. And basically, the one that they generate is just the story of the Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. It, it is. <laughs> it's true. Go ahead, Diesel. Almost accurate, because they... they 
don't just spend the entire time in the Mushroom Kingdom. True. Uh, next up, we have a Brooklyn plumber named Mario travels through the Mushroom Kingdom with a princess named Peach and an anthropomorphic mushroom named Toad to kind to find Mario's brother Luigi and to save the world from a ruthless fire-breathing Koopa named Bowser. <laughs> I think that's a little wordy. That's a little wordy. Uh, I don't need know, know if they needed to put anthropologic in there, but, you know, they got it. Yes, they did get it. And now that we know... Who, uh, what the story's about, let's find out who made it. Who made this shit? That's right. Of course, there's actually three directors, on, four directors on this film, I'm sorry. Uh, Aaron Horvath, Michael Jelnick, Pierre Leduc, and Fabian Pollock. Let's start with Aaron. Aaron, uh, you might know from Teen Titans Go. That is uh, where um, also, he's also done, uh, he also did some writing on Nuarto. So Naruto. good job there. And then also Michael Jelnick, uh, you might know him from... Uh, uh, some episodes of Batman the Animated Series. He also did The Batman. He also has done some Teen Titans as well. Nice. Pierre Leduc is best known for The Grinch and the Despicable Me movies. Nice. So uh, pretty good there. And last but not least, Fabian Pollock is known for The Lorax, The Despicable Me movies, and Sing. So he's big into the Illumination family. Uh, next up, let's talk about the writer. And there's only one writer. That's unusual that there's yeah. four directors. But then again, it's an animated movie. And one writer, and that writer, of course, is Matthew Fogel. And he is uh, known for writing the screenplay for the Minions movies and also the Lego movies. Oh, nice. nice. So he's done uh, some pretty big movies. Also, obviously, tasked with this one as well. And believe it or not, there is no cinematographer on an animated movie. What? Yeah, so no. sorry, sorry, no cinematographer. That's why they have four directors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we know who made the movie, let's find out who starred in the movie. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some stars? I want to point out, you don't get out to get punched in the face. There's plenty of stars yeah. in this movie. We're going to kind of give a quick rundown, so we're not going to go deep diving on anybody. But, uh, of course, the voice of Mario is Chris Pratt. We know Chris Pratt mostly from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, amongst everything else, because, man, he's in everything yeah. these days. And, of course, just in a few weeks, he'll be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, next privilege. Oh, Jesus. We're on sapping over there. Uh, usually we have to stop Diesel from that. Uh, next up, Charlie Day is the voice of Luigi. And, of course, we mostly know him from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla. He was in the Godzilla yeah. movie as well. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, which is kind of weird that he was in both of yeah. them. Uh, you got to love Charlie Day. I'm a big fan. Uh, Princess Peach is played by, I'm going to say this, 3FN podcast all-star, oh, yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy. She was in two movies that got certified nerd last year with the Northman and also... Uh, uh, what was the fucking... Why last night's home. No, last night's no, home no. was the year before. Damn. Amsterdam. Uh, thank you, yeah, Diesel. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. So Amsterdam <laughs> and then, of course, the Northman. I'm, dude, I literally, I'm lost these days. And, of course, this year, you know, she's already hitting the ball running as the voice of Princess Peach. Yep. And, of course, she was in the menu, which we also really oh, enjoyed. Yep, it's so good. Really enjoyed. I know it got at least one vote for Certified Nerd. Did not clear the whole uh, gambit. Playing Bowser. The legendary Jack Black, and uh, you know Jack Black from fucking, of course, Tenacious D. Let's be honest. We're not even going to give him any other credits. Oh, we got to give him one. Okay. He was one of the bad guys in Airborne. Ooh. Yes, he was. Oh, we got to give him another, because he's uncredited in the sequel to I, or, to I Know What You Did Last Summer. I still know what you did last yeah. summer. Remember? He didn't want to be credited in it, but he's in it. But anyway, so come on. School of Rock. You, everybody knows yeah. fucking. I don't think anybody doesn't know Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson uh, did multiple voices in this movie, by the way. Uh, most of uh, the villains were actually done by him. 
So giving him care. Yep. Uh, Carrie Payton did the Penguin King, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. If uh, you're familiar with him, The Walking Dead, uh, Astronaut, Invincible. So he's done a lot of great voice work. Fucking tremendous, tremendous. Uh, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, he did the voice of the wizard. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's always fun. Uh, going down, we had, uh, I'm just trying to get, like, you're not going to hit everybody, but uh, Keegan-Michael Key uh, playing s- some key roles here as uh, Donkey Kong. Come on. You got to love, you got to love uh, everything that's going on here. And of course, get, we can't, oh no, sorry. Seth Rogen was Donkey Kong. Keegan-Michael Key was, uh, yeah, they, they don't have him listed on IMDb of who he played. How fucking shitty is that? Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. Look, I, I'm showing you right now to have evidence. Do better, IMDb. Uh, but our Trying good to keep friend, the black uh, man down. Our good friend uh, Fred Armisen played Cranky Kong. Too. Yep. So Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen, Cranky Kong, which I was super excited to see him. Uh, Keegan Michael Key actually played Toad in this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you for I thank you for bailing me out. Uh, rotten tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. Because fucking IMDb ain't doing nothing good these days. Uh, so yeah, and then there's plenty more. Like if you go through this, Jesus Christ, they have so many people who are great voice actors and of course stars. So I suggest you check it out on your own because I I'd be here all day, literally, if we had to name them all. It is now time to do our thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down recommendation with a spoiler for you. Why? So let's start with Ronald. What's your thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down recommendation for Super Mario Brothers? Uh, this is a thumbs up, especially if you're a fan of the Super Mario Brothers uh, games and whatnot. Even the old school TV show, like uh, you know, it's it's a solid little watch. It's a family movie all the way around, so the kids can watch it. But it, if you played the game, you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. And of course, Diesel. I got two controllers way, way up on this movie. There you go. He's pushing both the analogs out. <laughs> and I, I, I thought it was a fun watch. It hits all the nostalgia for me, especially growing up with as a Nintendo kid. Like, I really enjoyed this movie. I loved all the little Easter eggs for Nintendo fans, and I'm sure I missed the majority of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's tons and tons of stuff inside of this. I'm also giving it a thumbs up. Hey, listen, this movie's a great nostalgia ride for those older viewers and a lot of fun. And for the young kids, it's a great family movie. So it like hits the nice little home run. Illumination does what they do best. And they put some of that adult content in there without being overly, you know, any kind of like the kids would pick up on. And then they put that kid content in there as well. And it makes for us fun, fun movie. Very fun movie. Well, we're going to take our break. When we come back from the break, we are going to dive right into the spoiler full review of Super Mario brothers what's up nerds tyler mack here from the 30 and nerdy podcast the flagship show of bad cast company productions now you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds rich ron and diesel our nerd council brothers After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you cast your pod. Hit the subscribe button, give us a rating and a review, and check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. Cheers to you, nerds. This one is from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Peach. You're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand. 
That is the sultry sounds of Jack Black <laughs> as Bowser singing Peaches. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, I, I told the guys, I'm willing to take any DMCAs on this one. <laughs> However, it's going to be interesting to see who has to file that one because uh, it's a parody of a parody. And then it's even named after another song. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know who gets that one. But we are back now for the spoiler full review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. And this is going to be your final warning. We are going to be talking about the movie. I don't really think there's many spoilers. It's not like there's a twisty movie. However, if you haven't seen it and you do not want to hear anything about it until you see it, this is your time to stop the podcast and then come back after you've seen it and hear what we think because we are going to be in the spoiler zone right about... Now, and of course, we are talking Super Mario Bros. And I don't know why I hit the spoiler alert again. <laughs> and I definitely did that one that time. And I'm leaving it in because I'm, I'm an asshole. Anyways, we are talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie. We're going to dive in and we are going to go back to the style of just saying what we liked and disliked about the film. Because really, this movie kind of, it goes in an order and it's, it's very storytelling. But it's not something you have to dive into, especially animated wise. And so we're just going to kind of go over what we liked and didn't like about the movie. And I'm going to say, spoiler alert, there's not a lot that I didn't like. Uh, we are going to mention it. And we will give a little caveat because both me and these other things. But we'll start with the positives. Let's start about what we loved about this movie. I'm going to kick us off and we'll kind of pass it around and do, do our thing. But I'll kick it off with this. This movie is the perfect nostalgia feel for those of us that are older in the Super Mario world. And if you're a Super Mario fan, it is also wonderful for children. Because I think this is a great family movie at the end of the day. But being a 40-year-old man... <laughs> And being a fan of Mario my whole life, the video games and, and everything, the cultural icon that is Mario. I looked at this movie and went, damn, they nailed it. Yeah. They gave us scenes where it looked like a side-scroll video game. Yep. <laughs> they gave us the music of all the Mario movies, pretty much. different. You know, In different situations, we got different music from different movies, from different situations. We even got the did it did it did it you know, we got everything in this movie. Yep. We got the we got the water music. We got the castle music. We got everything. I thought it was amazing yep. that they got that out there. And then on top of that, they chucked it full of Easter eggs. Easter eggs everywhere, whether it's Mario Kart racing, whether it's the fact that when they're in the pizzeria in Brooklyn, the video game system is Jumpman, which, of course, is the original name yep. for Mario back in the Donkey Kong days. <laughs> There was so much cool stuff. Of course, the pizzeria is also named after uh, Punch Out because yep. it's, it's Punch Out's Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike's Punch Out Pizza. Mike's Punch, yeah, yeah, Mike's Punch Out Pizza. And so it's kind of awesome in that aspect. So I loved all of those feels. 
That's just yeah. like my biggest Ma- takeaway. Mario was playing Nintendo and playing Kid Icarus. Like, yes, yep. and died in Kid Icarus even, <laughs> yep. but it looked like a straight screenshot of Kid Icarus. I mean, there was so much cool stuff in here. Even when you get to the Mushroom Kingdom, you recognize all of the you know creatures from every movie. Yep. Every movie. You know, include, or not, sorry, movie, game. game. Even Mario 2 is represented. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yes. It's, it's represented. A little bit like, uh, the only thing that didn't get really represented in this movie, mind you, we're going to get a sequel, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. After the numbers it did. Was Luigi's Mansion kind of a little well, bit with the castle, but not yeah, a little enough. bit with the castle, but he, you know that's basically what they were going with, right? But we're going, we'll get more in the yeah. sequel. I think you got to save some for the sequel. We got to see a stampede of roving free wild Yoshi's. Yep, which we'll get to. A, there's a dislike, <laughs> not about that scene, but about the teaser at the end yeah. because of that scene. Actually, yeah. we'll just jump into that. Uh, the the, the <laughs> final scene. So there's two bonus credit scenes. Uh, the one is a lot of fun, <laughs> and then the other one is kind of like what you would call a teaser for a sequel. And it's we're back in Brooklyn where the pipes lead out because in this movie they find a pipe underground in Brooklyn. When they're trying to save Brooklyn from being flooded, <laughs> and they they get sucked into the pipe to take some to mushroom. Well, it takes Mario to the mushroom kingdom. It takes Luigi to the dark zone. Yep. So that is how they set up getting there. Well, at the end of the movie, when it comes full circle on the Brooklyn side, there is a Yoshi egg. Yeah. It's hatching, and you hear the Yoshi voice. Pretty much, you know. So it's like, okay, they're going with Yoshi in Brooklyn. They have to come back. Whatever. So, but earlier in the movie, we got to see herds of Yoshis. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like it wasn't a surprise. I wish they kind of would have left one of one or the other out, yeah. if if you will. Yeah. But that's that's my one of my only complaint about that. It's not really a full on complaint. But uh, Diesel, you want to continue uh, likes about Super Mario Bros. All right. So just to tack on along with the. Uh, the little Easter eggs. My favorite one was that song we we, we heard. The piano. It's a Ludwig von Koopa, <laughs> which was always in Super Mario Three. My favorite Bowser child. Oh, I love that. Um, I thought they did a great job of being whimsical. They did have some you know real tones about you know being a failure, dragging somebody that you love down with you, and I think they handled those very well. I, I thought it was a very well told story, and. I love the journey it took, where we go go to the Donkey Kong country. Yep, we meet Cranky Kong, Donkey Kong. The epic fight and then the the power ups were really fun. The, all the power ups were a lot of yeah. fun. I dug all of them. Yeah, and then to go from there into like the Mario Kart Rainbow Road yeah. scene, which was for a cartoon, was a great racing scene with all the throwbacks to the actual game: yeah. bananas, green shells, blue, blue shells, shells. Uh, double dash, and yep. Yeah. Thought it was a lot of fun, and I I can't speak highly enough about this movie. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. The surprise appearance is Cranky Kong is the king of the Kongs. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of fun, I, I have to say. And, of course, uh, Seth Rogen couldn't tell it was his voice. Usually in movies, once again, a voice actor who usually uses pretty much his own voice a lot. He did a good job. Uh, see, I, I, I'll disagree with that. Really? Like, I was saving my, my dislikes. Most of the voice actors, I thought, did a terrific job. Like, I couldn't tell it was Chris Pratt. I really couldn't tell it was Charlie Day for Luigi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, I could tell it was Anna Taylor-Joy. Seth Rogen kind of took me out on it. Really? Yeah, for whatever reason. But for his annoying laugh kind of works with Donkey Kong anyways. But there was a couple voice actors where I was like, oh, yeah, this one's definitely <laughs> just... I thought it was just like, oh, this is 
Seth Rogen just hitting you in the face. No, that's <laughs> that might be. I, like I said, yeah. I kind of I tried to dug it because it, to me it didn't sound like Stone or Seth Rogen. Yeah. It kind of sounded more. I mean, guys, the laugh did sound yeah. the same, but I mean, it kind of does make sense because yeah. Donkey Kong's kind of you know dumb for yeah. lack of a better term. <laughs> uh, but I did I did enjoy where they went with most of it. Hell, for a lot of times I forgot that was Fred Armisen is fucking uh, oh, yeah. cranky because I for a minute I thought it was Chris Rock. Yeah, because yeah. there's some lines he delivers that are very Chris Rock esque. Yeah. So like he was doing a good job, and like I said, Jack Black sometimes takes me out of movies yeah. because Jack Black usually plays Jack Black, uh, and nothing against it. Like he's made a fucking niche in the yeah. world. I can't complain about the man making a niche in the world. However, in this movie, very much not Jack Black. You hear it in that song a yes. little bit, but you only hear it really when he gets to the peaches part. Because before he does that crazy peaches part, he's kind of he's kind of like sounding almost a little bit like Elton John yeah. for a minute. So got to give him a credit there. Uh, so giving all the credit in the world to him. You yep. want to add to the likes, Ronald? It is definitely uh, gives you the feels of the games. Like it is there, uh, especially the side scrolling side in the beginning in Brooklyn when they're trying to run over there. It's just Mario's like a parkour yeah. legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, opening gates for his brother because yeah. <laughs> Luigi couldn't handle it. But uh, you know, and it's it's solid. Yeah, they definitely did a good job of making Luigi the coward that we've always kind of got him in as the video games. Mario's, they, they did a good job also explaining Mario's short in stature. <laughs> and that makes sense, especially when you get to the Mushroom Kingdom. I thought it was cool that even they explained how short he was. Yeah. So then when he takes the mushroom, he's normal size. <laughs> so technically, he's just a smaller individual until he, he eats the mushroom. Yeah. And by the way, I love the storyline that he hated mushrooms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you get it, you don't touch the mushroom. You actually have to eat the mushroom. <laughs> so he's got to eat mushrooms until he's throwing <laughs> <laughs> and it was it's pretty awesome. I, I I thought overall though the stories were good. Toad, but uh, you know was was great in this movie. I, I liked how they played the character to comedy, but also there was a seriousness about it. There him. was a seriousness to him. He he like vowed to protect the princess no matter what, and like he was a true warrior. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but also on top of that, great comedy relief. Yeah. Uh, at the same point, juncture, I love when they're running through the town. And he's like, "Get out of the way! His brother's gonna die. It's it's evident he's gonna die." I'm just saying that so they'll get out of the way. Don't worry, <laughs> it'll be, be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was just kind of like a, a fun like, but there was so much cool fun mix in there. And I like your point. There was a lot of some serious stuff in there as well. And it's especially when you want to drive a, a message home to the kids. There was a, a definitely where Mario looked at himself as a failure because that's how his dad and looked at Everyone him. Everyone looked his, at him. His, his whole family, except for his mom. His mom's yeah. supportive, but his you know especially his dad bothered him most. And then you find out. The, the Donkey Kong also thinks that his dad's disappointed him. So there's kind of a bonding between the two characters that up to this point are kind of feuding, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of this nice thing, and that's what brings them together is the is you know the admiration and trying to get admiration from their fathers. I love the suits we got to see, like like you said, uh, you got to see the shrink mushroom. Uh, we got to see the cat suit, which cat was suit. awesome. And then, of course, we got to see the the uh, beaver suit, if you will, the flying suit. Yeah. They did the full-on beaver suit, though. They didn't just do the tail, yeah. which yeah. was nice. I, I, th- I thought it was a good touch that they did different things. And I liked how the, the, the power-up with the, uh, the, fl- the flower power was. The flower power-up was pretty cool how they did that. Just I'm kind of upset we didn't get to see Mario in flower power. Yeah. But, like, she just grabs a flower that's, you know, glowing, and she absorbs that power and it looked really cool how he did that yeah she turns uh, her dress turns white and red yeah. instead of pink and then later on she uses a freeze mechanism a similar free, to freeze, that yeah, freeze and then she Ice has like whatever, a, yeah. almost almost like uh uh that yeah. frozen she yeah. almost looks yeah. like princess elsa, elsa from yeah. frozen but it was still like a really cool scene I, I i dug it overall i think the art style was also i'm a big fan yeah. they did it more in the uh lines of the secret life of pets which is another illumination film but 
I was wondering how they were going to do the animation. I thought it was really cool that they did the animation like that. It looked almost realistic, but still cartoony. Yes. yes. If that makes sense. It's like the characters looked like they were real, but they still look cartoony. Yeah, it definitely had that cartoony feel for it. But then like some of the close-up shots of like Bowser pulling on Luigi's beard, where you see the individual hair starting to pull out. You're just like, wow, they put a lot of detail in this. Yes, they did. Or even just like even uh, Bowser's like claws. Yep. There's detail at the end of the claws yep. when you see him playing piano. I just thought that there was a lot of cool stuff that they did as far as uh, the story. The story of the, the was pretty good. You know, they get separated. So basically, Mario's trying to find his brother. At the same time, uh, King Bowser, King Koopa, whatever you want to call him, but it's Bowser in this movie. He is the king of the Koopas. Yeah. I like how they kind of did that. So there's no. They turned around and he uh, got a star, a power star uh, from the Penguin Warriors who. You got to give him credit. That was a cute opening scene <laughs> where they just start throwing snowballs at him and no- nothing's really happening. They're like, that's only a little taste of what you're going to get if you keep coming. <laughs> and then he melts their city. Uh, but yeah, so he's basically now going to the uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. We think he just was going to take it over, but no, we find out that he's in love with Princess Peach yeah, and he wants to marry her. Yep, he is. He's fine with it being a forced marriage if that's what it takes, <laughs> but he is in love. He is smitten by Peaches, which takes the entire... Princess Peach being kidnapped storyline from the video games into that weird place where you're just like, oh, this is kind of messed up. <laughs> Speaking of that, how great was it when Mario tried to access the palace to see the princess for the first time and the guards were like, oh, yeah, no, your princess is in another castle. <laughs> and they go chuckle to each other. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, 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 They gave you all those the, the yeah. cheesy one-liners. I really think they did a good job. Let's talk about dislikes because there's, there's, there's going to be some. I will give it this preface because me and Diesel and Ron talked before the show. Some of our dislikes are just dislikes for us because we're adults. We do understand that for a children's movie, some of this was fine. It just was, we're adults, so we took a little bit from it. So, Diesel, kick it off. All right. So, number one, I actually had a complaint about the time. I wanted, like, another 15 or 20 minutes. I thought, I do enjoy a short movie, but this one I was, like, having such a fun time where I was like, they could give me another 20 minutes because, like, the end kind of felt rushed. True. Getting to uh, completing the third act. Honestly, I I could agree with that. But that's just me being greedy. Um, and again, with the caveat of it being a kid's movie, I had the same thing with Sonic the Hedgehog. They delved into some like really like good motivations, you know, Mario be feeling like a failure and bringing his brother down, where I think they had an opportunity to go deeper into that. But again, it's a kid's movie. I understand why they didn't. Absolutely. Ron, you got any dislikes for the movie? Yeah, it's a, the length. It should have been a few minutes longer. Maybe not 20, maybe, you know, maybe an extra 10, 12 minutes. Um, just because it is a kids' movie, so I understand kids get a little more cranky yeah. towards the two-hour mark, a little antsy in their pantsy. Yeah, but like, there could have been a couple other things. I think uh, you didn't really need the Yoshi end credit scene, like you said, because you already had the Yoshi. We've already seen them. You already seen the Yoshi, so you already know it's there. Fine, whatever. It should have been something. It should have been like something else. Should have been like uh, Link Sword or uh, Metroid Bomb or some, something that tie in something else. You know, just to push more towards like. You know, if a you super, want to go with a yeah, Smash Brothers, a Smash movie. Brothers type of movie, um, that that would have been something, you, you know, something like that. But uh, you know, overall, it's solid. I will say this: we've forgotten the likes. I will say <laughs> the other, the other uh, mid credit scene. I should say, uh, to set this up. They defeat Bowser using the star, which they, I like the star effect, by the way. The star yeah, they made cool. it look really, really cool, like, you know, in the game when you hit the star. and dun, 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 yep. They even had the music, yeah. which, I mean, they remixed a lot of it, but it still was, you know, we knew what it was. 
And they, they after they defeat Bowser with the star, uh, Princess Peach shoves a blue mushroom down his throat, which turns him into tiny, little, itty bitty yeah. Bowser. And they put him in a jar. And earlier in the movie, this is one of the lines. There was some cheesy jokes, uh, which would be a dislike if this was not a family yeah. movie. But like earlier in the movie, when she's talking to, for some reason, while they're on the Rainbow Road, they have this whole love conversation. <laughs> and she's like, "In your, tell me about your world." And like, so turtles aren't evil in your world? They're like, "No, they're pets." He's like, "Oh, if you come to Brooklyn, I'll buy you a." turtle and then even even fucking donkey kong makes fun of them for being cheesy yeah so at the end there they put him in a little jar and he's making what are you doing let me out you can't do this to me like kind of the high-pitched voices and he looks at princess peach and gives her the cheesy i told you i'd get you a turtle <laughs> so part of the song you heard earlier was actually split up because the mid-credit scene we get bowser performing more of the peaches song at a piano and you don't you're like wow was this from earlier in the movie no, because the camera then comes back because he's inside of a tiny little cage, and one of the one of the guards tells him to knock. Toadstool guards tells him to knock it off, yeah. and knocks over his piano. He's talking shit to the guard. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a lot of fun. I, I I thought that was the funnier one. If I would have only had that one, in yep. my opinion. And we gotta rewind back to uh, likes. The depressing star. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh the, my god! I can't believe we forgot the depressing star. I mean, you get the, you get a little bit of it in the trailer, but it goes far deeper, far deeper in the movie. And I love the reaction from everybody around the star. Like, oh no, not no, not again! Stop! Stop! All, all the prisoners held above the lava. You know, like, will you just stop? Like, it's already depressing enough down here. And then he really gets dark, and they're just like. <gasps> Yeah, like of course in the in the trailer they gave it away, but I mean, at one point the only escape is the sweet it's embrace sweet. of death, <laughs> and they're just like, oh my! And the, the the king of the pig was like, oh my god, really? Is this what we're doing here? <laughs> oh, that's dark. And then when they start to lower when they start to lower them into the lava at the you know in the third act, the star is the one going, yes, it's yeah. happening finally. <laughs> we're gonna be free. Here I come. It's so excited to die. <laughs> it's just like it is such. It's such a fun movie, yeah, let's it, be honest. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, my dislikes were, again, it's a kid's movie, so I don't expect him to go deeper into the um, together will always be, say, you know, we'll, what we yeah. find if we're together and the the feelings of, you know, failure and whatnot. So I'm fine with them not doing that. I just wanted a little bit more. That's just, fine. I agree with you there. Uh, also, I, I will praise them on not doing the cheap, uh, you know, Fast and the Fierce family. <laughs> we didn't get the family uh, lesson there. But uh, I, I dig it. Like I said, some cheesy jokes in between but once again it's a kids movie they gotta throw them in there I really did like the scenes with like like the side scenes even when they're plumbers in Brooklyn I love the scene in the apartment with the dog by the way the dog was, <laughs> the dog was great I, I hope that dog's in the next Secret Life of Pets because it looked like it belonged in the yeah. movie and then the callback at the end of scene where it's just like gives them the look of I still don't like you but I respect you now <laughs> I also by the way I don't know if you guys caught this nod but one of the remember the two main uh, the bumbling idiots in the uh, the original Mario Brothers movie. Uh, remember one of them was named Spike? If you didn't notice the plumber that they were feuding yeah, with was, also was named Spike. Spike. Yep. Obviously on purpose. I, I thought that they, yep. there was just so many yeah. good fucking nods. Yeah. Like to even like the crappier movie. And yeah. the logo being the uh, Donkey Kong hammer. Yep. Oh yeah. It was so, <laughs> so it's good. just it's yeah. They they paid attention to detail. Yeah. And like I said, they hit a home run here. I don't. I I, I mean, I know they're going to get a sequel. Hopefully, they do as well. And the the thing is, is they hit the home run. They made a family movie for kids and the family to go to. They've put some content in there for the older folks by way of like there's some you know 
pretty funny parts that only adults would think were funny, i.e. the depressing star. And then also on top of that, because we all grew up for, for the most part, all of us that are, you know, probably between the age of 35 and 50 have all grown up with Mario yep. in our lives. And so they threw a lot of that world at us, that Nintendo world, not just Mario. There was like hidden stuff for, like you said, Kid Icarus is being yep. played on a Nintendo. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Oh yeah, the, the, the restaurant in French is, is, is Dunk Hut in French. I can't yep. remember how to say it, but it's Duck Hut in French. So like, it's, it's pretty awesome that they put all these things in the background so we could all be excited about it. And like I said, once you get to the Mushroom Kingdom, it looks like what you think the Mushroom no. Kingdom should look like. Yeah. So I got to give them all the credit in the world for that. Well, that's going to do it for our likes and dislikes of the Super Mario Brothers. But before we can give our scores, we have to check out the scores from around the internet. So there's only one way to do that. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, it is time to play the game in his absentia. Diesel actually did win the championship and defend it once. Can Ron win it back? It's simple. The game is played with prices right rules. It's closest to the number without going over. And the first person to three gets the victory. However, if we have a tie, which does happen, the final question will be closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties here on the 3FN Podcast. Gentlemen, are you ready to play the game? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, Ron, you get to go first because you are the challenger. We are going to start with IMDb out of 10 using points. What did they give the Super Mario Brothers movie? 7.8. 7.8 for Ron or Diesel. I'll give you some wiggle room. We'll go 8.4. I know this is being like highly reviewed and yeah, rated. I have no idea. 7.8, 8.4, you said? Yep. All right, and. No, oh, both were over. 7.4. Oh, 7.4. So not too bad. Uh, Metacritic, Diesel. Here you go next. Out of 100%. What this is critics only, by the way. What did they give the Super Mario Brothers movie? Uh, How long are you going? Because I don't think it's getting very critically reviewed. I think it is. I, I'm going to say 75. Ronald, 30. Ron says 30. You say 75, and Ron gets the point. 47 percent on my. Oh, you 47 percent. <laughs> See, Ron. Ron gave you the out. Ron gave you the out. You just chose not to take that out. All right. So now that means Ron, you get to go next and go first, and that is going to be the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. What did they give it out of 100 percent? Oh fuck. Um, shit. Uh, I'll say 52. 52 for Ron Diesel. I want to be a dick and say 53, but now like after the last <laughs> one, I'm like conflicted. Well, 53. 53, and you said 52. Yeah. So he was a dick, and guess what? It pays off, Diesel, because you get the point, 56. percent <laughs> So uh, very close, very close. So now it's tied one to one, Diesel. It comes back to you, Rotten Tomatoes, and this is. The fan score out of 100%. What did they give the Super Mario Brothers movie? 86. Ron. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to be higher than 86. I'll go to, I'll go to 65. Okay. 65, and you said 86, yep. Diesel, and... Diesel gets the point, 96%. Oh, see, this is where I'm... 96%. But, Ron, you are not out of it. I am going to hook you up, and I'm going to make this last question for two points because I want to make it interesting. And he hasn't hit three points yet, so he's got to hit three points. And that is going to be the Google users. And because it is that situation, it is the closest to the number, period. So, Ron, you get to go first. Shit. What 
is Google users percentage out of 100 for Super Mario Brothers? 95. Oh, Diesel. Fuck. Above or below? <laughs> oh. I'll go 94. I think it's 92. But 94. 94. Well, you know we have a winner, so. It's going to be 97. Ironically enough, the Mario wins, too. Your winner and new <laughs> champion, Ron, 96%. Yep. <laughs> 96%. Ronald pulls it off. Ronald's made it happen. <sighs> he has won back the crown. But now that we've gotten the internet scores out of the way, it is time to finally give you our scores for Super Mario Bros. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Of course, uh, we're going to give you the nerd score first, followed by my critic score of Super Mario Brothers. The nerd scale is simple. Uh, the score is based on a recommendation. It is a recommendation score. We base it off of our entertainment and the, our critic score. So basically, if it's, it could be critically bad, but as long as it's entertaining, it could raise the score and vice versa. Now, it's a five scale. It's only out of five. We have to pick where a nice little slot where it goes in. So here is the five. A one is no. That means it's terrible and you should never waste your time watching it. A two is you've been warned. That means this movie is not terrible, but it ain't good. So you've been warned not to watch it. A three is ah, it's good. This is, means it's not an essential movie to see, but it's it's an average to good movie. You're not going to regret seeing it, but you probably should just wait until it's on like Netflix or in the background somewhere so you can just watch it at your own leisure. A four is just take my money that means these are the very good to great movies these are movies that are kind of essential to see if they're in the theater go and pay to see it in the theater maybe you want to pay and add it to your collection add it to your rotation they're worth the money so just take my money and finally in the five slot is the rarefied air it is certified nerd these are for the legendary films these are films like jaws jurassic park etc etc and going on and of course on taylor joy i mentioned and i remember this time amsterdam and the northman last year yep. both were certified nerd both great movies so could this be on taylor joy's third fully certified nerd movie i don't know what we'll find out very momentarily because ron you're up first what is your nerd score for super mario brothers and why all right that's gonna do it. It's a five for me. Five! You're gonna you're gonna get it there! Audience, say it with me. Legendary! It, it's it's it brings all the nostalgia feels. If you grew up on Mario, it's there. It is a good family movie because it hits all the points, so your kids will watch it, enjoy it. You'll watch it, you'll enjoy it. You'll probably put this into a rotation. It it it's fun watch. It, it it's everything hits, you know, every, it's just there. Even if you're not a fan, I could see you becoming a fan after watching this movie. All right. Diesel. I thought I was going to be the high one on this. <laughs> and, like, I, I've been trying to justify giving it a five in my head because I do think, like, when we got out of the theater, you said, I think Sonic was a better movie. And I agree <laughs> with you, but this one hit nostalgia for me. And the I power think, of nostalgia, yeah. like, this one. Sonic had a better story. This one really hit for me, and we're at a five. Nice. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. Absolutely. Well, now it's me. Now it's the pressure. Do, do I certify this nerd? Do I give Anna Taylor Joy her second perfect certified nerd in two years? Uh, menu almost made it. I just looked it up. Two out of three of us gave it a five. Uh, I know I was one of the five, so uh, I don't remember which one of us didn't give us a five. I don't remember. I can't remember, but I know we all liked yeah. it. It doesn't yeah. matter. So, all right, let's just get into it. What is the decision? So, I've been flopping on this for a little bit now. Uh, I'm going to agree with you guys. I mean, you brought up Sonic. Sonic is a better story, but I one of the things that I didn't bring up during the review that I'm going to bring up here is that I enjoyed the fact that this movie was the first, in my opinion, uh, video game movie that was a video game. 
It looked like a video game, yeah. not just because it was animated. We've seen other animated yeah. movies, but it, it was put together like a video game. It was put together like the start, middle, and, and ending of a video game. You had video game scenery, and it didn't hide from what it was. That's why I think it's two different things with Sonic. Sonic was, you took the characters, you took the lore, but you put them in our world. And with putting them in our world, you create a new story for it, which is fine. I think that yeah. both of the Sonic movies, as we know, I like both Sonic movies a lot. This movie was so cute and entertaining. It was so hard for me to do a critic score. Would you hear me give you a bad critic score? Because at the end of the day, I'm like looking at this movie and I'm like, animated films are so tough because you could sit there and be an asshole and critique it. And I'm not saying that anybody who didn't like it is being an asshole no. because I get it. It wasn't necessarily made for a 40 year old man. Right. So there's certain things that I gave this leeway for that I wouldn't give to normal movies. I get it. Maybe that makes me a bad guy. I don't think it does because I think we have to understand the audience it's made for as well. So with that... I've been jostling back and forth. My critic score, I kind of already had locked in. I think I'm going to stick with that critic score. But if I take that critic score and my entertainment value, I think we get... Audience, say it with me. Legendary. I think we get a certified nerd. So this is completely certified nerd. Yeah, this is five. I think this is one of the better animated films I've seen. It was very fun and very entertaining. If you have a family, it's going to hit home for you. Uh, even the message isn't just for kids. The message was for adults as well. Sometimes we, you know, you don't feel like you're, you know, worthy of of what's happening in your life or your failure, and you have to remember that hey. On the other side of that, you can be a hero. And that's really what it is. The most unlikely of heroes who definitely was not perfect. And I love how they played it. So Mario was not perfect and Luigi was not perfect. They were definitely going through and struggling. And even at the end, Mario thinks about giving up. Just accepting the fact that yeah. he's a failure and letting Bowser take over Brooklyn. Because they're in the real yeah. world. Yep. And instead, he gets up off his ass. And you just go, okay, that's what makes him a hero. And then, you know, he should have gotten his ass handed to it. But hey, <laughs> star power. And then Luigi, having bravery for once in his life, yeah. Yeah. saves the day. So I, I really do like the story of it overall. So Certified Nerd. And then uh, my, my critic score for this movie, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. I, there wasn't many, even with me giving it some leeway for being a family movie, there wasn't much of that. Because even that stuff wasn't bad. Yeah. Like me talking about cheesy jokes, or you talking about a couple times where the voice actors you didn't like a little bit. It wasn't that bad. I think that's really the only one I could take off is some of the voice acting was like, most of it was good. Yeah. We're talking 90% of the voice <laughs> acting was good. Maybe t 5 to 10% was bad. You know, 90, 95, good. So that's a really good movie. You know what I mean? Uh, I found it entertaining. I found it fun. I found it cute. And it's so eight and a half out of 10. And certified nerd across the board for the Super Mario Brothers. But we want to hear from you. Remember, keep it spoiler free, even though there's not really too much spoilers. If you talk to us on the social medias, if not, hit us up on the email, which is what, Diesel? 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Absolutely. And, of course, if you spend that $1 a month over at patreon.com slash 3FNpodcast, you can just hit us up on that messenger as well and let us know what you thought about Super Mario Brothers. And, of course, if you would like any of the information to find out how to get a hold of us, that Patreon link, the T Public Store, Friends of the Show, Music Directory Sponsors, and more, make sure you hit up 3FNpodcast.com. Ron, I believe you finally have some business to take care of. It's been a while since we've heard you take care of business. One out of ten stars. The hype could not put a spell on me. That's right. I grew up as a snot-nosed kid during the hype of Harry Pothead. I mean Harry Potter. The hype was annoying during those days. I never cared for the long, boring books or the movies. So why am I writing this review? I'm writing this review because I was forced to sit through it during a day in class, and it was so uninteresting. The movie looked dark and ugly. It was about a kid who was abused and then kept getting letters. Then the movie turned ugly, then ends with the kid being the Sorcerer Supreme. I mean, wizard. Last words. There was no spell on me. One out of ten stars. Harry Potter just sucks, people. Diesel? One. 
if I'm in school and they make me watch anything instead of doing a lecture or a class or something, I don't care. I'm watching it. I love watching Of Mice and Men with Gary Sinise and uh, <laughs> uh, John Malkovich. It took me out of heaven to fucking write down notes. Fuck yes. I agree with you, but we did not get cool movies like Harry Potter, even though I'm not a, I'm, yeah. I've am i never really watched Harry Potter films. They're a little... It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm a little old for the crowd, whatever. But I would consider that way cooler than some of the movies I had to watch in school. And I was still happy to watch yeah. them for your reason as well. And Harry Potter... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Harry Potter... At no point is there drugs in this movie. There's, you know, butterbeer. As far as deep as my lore knowledge of this goes, by the way. <laughs> he's showing his true colors. Oh, no. Dude, but- he's got the wand at home. He's got his cape. So which house are you? Just, just say it. <laughs> I'd definitely be Slytherin. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, no. I, don't, I only know that that is because I hear people argue about it. That's it on the internet. There's what? Hufflepuff, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor. Gryffindor I, Ravenclaw. I forgot about Ravenclaw. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know which what yeah. each of them do, and I don't want to break into it now. So f- f- save it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Once again, Ron wants your smoke. So send Ron your smoke <laughs> at me at RedX two thirty on Twitter. <laughs> Hit him up. <laughs> don't send it to me. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, uh, we are done with this week's edition of the Three FN Podcast. Next week, we will be reviewing Renfield for the Three FN Movie Club review. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. Oh, I'm going down that tube tonight. I woke up falling. I don't know where I started from. I missed my.